Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, welcome. I'm Craig. Dave. Remind me to record a new mid-tro long before this episode gets released. And nobody else, because Tori's having, I guess, power issues, is what I've heard. Yeah, power issues. Yeah, yeah I, I, Apparently, there were a lot of like very strong straight-line winds in Oklahoma. Uh, Does she ever weekend. even lift? No, she doesn't eat pancakes for, to, <laughs> for to investiture. Produce investiture. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but hmm. we start with good thing, and Craig's a good thing, so Craig, be a good thing. Oh, wow. All right. My good thing for this week is apparently me. Uh, guys, um, I put 110 hours into this video game called Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Pretty good. I finally beat it. By the way, I, I should point out I beat the game. <laughs> I, I didn't just put 110 hours in and I still have more to do, which is possible. Uh, but I decided to just go and beat the game. So I did. All right. It's pretty good. Also, Cradle. Pretty good. Uh, I haven't started book 12 yet. Sorry, Mike. But I'm getting there. I'm like 70% of book 11, and I'm looking forward to it. By the way, I didn't read this week's chapters. That is not a good thing. Oh, Everything oh. Else hopefully I did. Good. I read this week. I actually right. still didn't read last week's chapters. I just skipped straight to but this week's chapters. you just did this week. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. All right, go ahead, Dave. All right. Um, continuing my series on female video game music composers, and I'm going to talk about the person that Mike expects me to talk about. <laughs> uh, Who might that be, Mike? At a best guess, I would say, oh, she's on Twitch, and that's her. You, you got it, Laura Shigehara. There it is. Plants yeah. versus zombies. Yeah, uh, Laura Shigehara, also known as Super Shiggy. You would know her from Plants vs. Zombies, or the composer of her very own game that she designed, Rakuen. She's also worked on, apparently, <laughs> looking at Bandcamp. Uh, Dunk Lords, which I guess is a basketball game. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Mellow Loon, Mr. Saito. Yeah, I've, I've never like heard of or played a lot of the games that she's worked on, but uh, I've listened to some of the music. She has a consistent style throughout, so if you like the sound of Plants vs. Zombies, you'll like her other work as well. Uh, some fun facts. Her, her game, Rakuen, won an honorable mention for Excellence in Narrative at Independent Games Festival 2018. She, as Mike said, does live piano streams on Twitch. She does a lot of old video game covers on piano. She also uh, contributed as a lyricist, arranger, and singer for the Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross arrangement album. Worked with Yasunori Mitsuda. That's back in 2015. And she also voiced the singing Sunflower Pet in World of Warcraft. If you remember that little side quest back in the Cataclysm days, which... Probably. I, I do. I had that. I played Plants really? vs. Zombies in WoW, and I got I got the yeah. little sunflower guy. There's a little Plants vs. Zombies mini quest. You get a sunflower pet, and Lara Shigehara did the voice work for that sunflower pet for World of Warcraft. Yeah, it hums the there zombies on your lawn. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriately, since she was the original vocalist for that song. But uh, my favorite pieces by Lara Shigehara are Watery Graves from Plants vs. Zombies, and 
One that she didn't compose, but uh, she did an excellent, excellent cover of Quarters of Time from Chrono Trigger. And you can find that on her YouTube channel. Uh, just the the best rendition of one of my favorite all-time tracks. Uh, really good. You should check it out. So you can find her on YouTube if you look for Lara Shigihara or Super Shiggy. She has her own website, larashigihara.com. You can support her directly by listening to and purchasing her music at larashigihara.bandcamp.com. And her Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash supershiggy. Really cool person. Uh, excellent, excellent positive energy from her stream and from her YouTube videos. Just really, uh, really great overall person and composer. Amazing voice. Great, great artist, Lara Shigihara. This is the part where I would say neat, so I'm going to say neat. Neat. He, he did it. Put that <laughs> on a t-shirt. Uh, sounds like it's my turn idea. I had a t-shirt idea this week or last week and if I talked about it last week then I forgot but I maybe it's in my remember bullet this, points so maybe not <laughs> hmm. alright well sounds like it's my turn for good thing uh, so my good thing this week is the other thing I thought about talking about last week which is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse uh, words so, are flowing out like endless webs into a paper cup so first off I would like to start by complaining about the title. Um, put numbers in titles, guys. Come on, don't don't do this. <laughs> There's a great AVGN <laughs> video about this. Like, don't don't make me look like it up old. every time to figure out which movie is which. Just just put a number in the title. Save me some trouble, please. Uh, that said, gorgeous movie, wonderful film. Cannot wait to marathon the whole trilogy once that's a thing. Um, oh, is it going to be a trilogy? So, I've only seen the first one. Yes. Uh, uh, I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy. Move, the, the second film is effectively half of a story. Okay. Um, and oh, it's the, so it's it's more of a story than the first half of Pants of Morning, is what you're saying. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, uh, the, the third one, whose name I can't remember because it's something the Spider-Verse. Because of course it is. Because they can't put numbers in titles. Uh, Away from the Spider Verse. Whatever it is. Across. I, I'm just making stuff Spider-verse up. Spider Verse, far from home. Anyway, <laughs> that one's due out next year. Um, very excited for it. Uh, so we get to, in this one. We get to see Gwen's world, which is done all in watercolors, and it is gorgeous. Um, like Gwen Stacy. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Have you not seen the first one, Dave? Dave hasn't seen no. anything, Craig. I told you. you. I have not seen any Marvel movies since Rise of the Silver Surfer. Guys, we <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully they've been they've gotten better since then. There's a couple of things that everyone knows about each of us. Craig hates food. Dave hasn't seen movies or television, and Mike is the best, just the best one. The best one of them? Yeah. That's Mike. You are our movie buff. Like, Mike if is it's the something best. movie related, I'm like, I need to talk to Mike because he would know. Mike is the best Twitch chatter. Um, yeah, there, Gwen's world is done all in watercolors and it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Spider Punk is a very, very fun character, uh, as well as there's a like vulture from a like parchment Leonardo da Vinci style world that shows up that is just a very, very cool character really enjoyed it and that's all i'm gonna say because if i do anything else we'll get into spoiler territory and i don't want that you don't want that just go see the movie it's really really good mm, nice N- neat 
so now I think it's time for Chapters, Dave. Chapters, Dave. No, they call them staves in uh, A Christmas Carol. In this book, they just call them chapters. No, staves... Stave it off. One, two, three. Staves and are now like... You can count two, three. The weapons in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance that if you use them in the, in the wrong place at the wrong time, you break the law. I mean, you can break the law in a lot of ways, but you can also change the law. All right, chapter 13. Blah, blah, blah. I'll assume all this metallurgy talk makes sense. Checks out, Brandon. Infrared spectroscopy. <laughs> Infrared spectroscopy. Can we make lorasium? If wax became a god, would his metal be called waxiliumium? Trillium. I sure hope so. <laughs> trillium reacts to cesedium. I refuse to say the H word. All right, guys. You know that this is my jam. This this kind of stuff, the, the Kaladin being a therapist stuff, like the real-world science being applied to magic stuff, this is my jam. You know this. Dave, I assume you were bored throughout this whole this whole chapter because you, you only had a few bullet points, and that's usually I when you get bored. I parts. I like... Funnily enough, I, I tend to write fewer bullet points during action sequences. Because you're bored. So I'm just mm. like... That's true. <laughs> I'm not bored. It's just like, okay, they're fighting. They're still fighting. They keep fighting. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what to write about it. Uh, the metallurgy, there's just a lot of technical jargon that I don't understand. Like, it's cool. And I like how... But this isn't, like... This isn't the, the science of the Cosmere. Like, this isn't investiture science. This is just regular, real-life metallurgy science that I just... I don't have any background on. And, and uh, yeah, again, I didn't understand the jargon. But I'll oh, let you get into it. This reminded me a lot of, like, Andy Weir. Um, he's really, really good From the at- Grateful Dead? Uh, no, from mm-hmm. The Martian and... The Martian. Uh, oh, well, I'm thinking of Bob Weir. Artemis yeah. and uh, Project Hail Mary. All three books are pretty great. Um, he's really, really good at taking like science concepts and explaining them to you in a way that's easy to understand, but not like talking down to you. And I felt like Brandon actually nailed that pretty well in this one. Apparently, uh, I was wrong because Dave didn't follow what was being said, which is yeah, he which said is a bit like, of a "Oh, there. we gotta, we gotta." I understood that they were, ex- you know, the experiments that they were doing. Like, well, let's see what happens if we raise the temperature. Let's see what happens. Let's check the hardness and see which gemstones it can scratch. Let's see what happens when we pour acid on it. Let's let's hit it and see what kind of pure tones of rochar it produces. You know, I mean, yeah. This is this is basically basic science. If there were like a new stable elef- element found, like this, this mm-hmm. is exactly the sort of thing that you know scientists now on Earth would be doing if a new stable element were to be found. Like they'd be, you know, trying to find the the melting point because it's a metal, so it's got to melt. They'd be trying to find a melting point. They'd be trying to, you know, test the the brittleness of it, the yeah. you know, how hard it is, what scratches it, what does it scratch kind of things yeah i didn't see him trying to make any ions but i mean a lot of times ions can be toxic or radioactive so it might not be a good idea oh hey that's a great point dave i don't think they know about radioactivity Mm. Mm. yeah because i can't think of well if you go through steris's checklist all steris's checklist is like explosion oriented and like toxic gas oriented 
Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, but that's different than radioactivity. Ster- right. Exactly. Steris doesn't mention radioactivity. And and if they knew about it, she absolutely would be you know checking for that mm-hmm. and trying to protect against it. Like that would be yeah. a concern for her. Absolutely. They could call it a Steris counter. No, the, the device <laughs> the device that uh, measures radioactivity is a Steris counter. counter. Steris counter. So while we're experimenting with trellium and things, I'm just going to throw this out here. Steris is an aluminum net. They're going to have to get rid of this trellium at some point. And the way they're going to get rid of it is by Steris uh, realizing that she's an aluminum net and she can eat the trellium and some aluminum and make the, the trellium go poof. So we're going to rehash uh, Marisi's plot thread from Alloy of Law? Yeah. She's going to find out. She's either going to find out she's an aluminum that, or she knows and she never told anyone because she was embarrassed that it was so useless, and then they're going to find a use for it. I mean, yeah, they're going to, and, you know, Steris and Marasi and Marasi are going are gonna to bond over that. All right. I don't think Brandon rehashes plot threads like that, but sure. It's not a rehash. It's a, it's a recurring thread, a recurring theme. But and, um, I, I feel like at some point, some aluminum net is going to be useful to get rid of this trellium, and it may as well be Steris. I mean, we had a... I don't remember if he was aluminum or the, the one that takes it away from other people, but he, he, had, to be, he had to be the, the other one. The, the, the dude the with leecher. the limp who threw an alimantic grenade back in books combination yeah, two and three. he was in like two scenes. Come on, Dave. Don't you remember? Yeoman. Remember when books two and three were the same thing? Eden. Eden. Are you talking about the guy that threw like the grenade cube? Yeah. Because someone else could have charged that, but yeah. So, but there was some. some I think they actually call him a leecher. Yeah, I I thought we got confirmation of that. that Is it Nikki Savage a leecher too? I don't think so. What is she? She's a something. Yeah, didn't she like suck the power out of Chris's gun? Or Naja's gun, rather. She might have. You. Yes, she is a leecher. Yes. Yeah. She is. Nikki Savage is a leecher. I mean, being a like, <laughs> burning chromium is obviously useful. Gr- burning aluminum, you'd have to be a little more creative. If you have uh, aluminum plating around your stomach, while you have alimantic metals in there, could a, a leecher deplete those reserves? If it's surrounded by aluminum, could you even access it yourself, though? Yeah, because it'll it'll go up, but if they're like. Burp. <laughs> or maybe maybe you just need like aluminum armor so that they but that would probably have to make contact. I, I think if you had mm. a, if you were wearing aluminum, yes, I think that would block you from being leached. Like if you were if you were encased in aluminum. All right, let's say I did this. All right, I have uh I, I don't know pewter whatever. I have a pewter pellet, and I coat that in aluminum, and I swallow that. So that when the when the leecher comes to try to remove my pewter from me, oops, can't because the pewter is covered by aluminum. But over time, my stomach acids dissolve the aluminum, and then I can access the pewter once that outer shell is broken. Yeah, you know, once the ba- acid basically the outer you're shell. talking about a delayed release alimantic. Yeah, exactly. Something. So it's like it's like I, a gel think- cap it's like a gel cap but the gel is aluminum and hopefully won't kill you because aluminum is toxic i th- so you fall into the same issue where if it's time for you to use it and you get leached at that point uh that's a problem it just means you could take a pill and then the leech is like haha i'm gonna get you and you're like ha, 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 yeah, or if you had release. like 
If you had like someone who had really strong iron or steel abilities, like a steel inquisitor, they wouldn't be able to see that you have alimantic metals in your stomach because they're covered with aluminum. But aluminum technically is an alimantic metal, but it's you know weird. I sort of hope we see we see something like this in Era Three. Like I, I feel like having this delayed release thing could be useful. Now the the question is, does stomach stomach acid actually break down aluminum? It might not be strong enough. There's a very way simpler solution to all this, which is yeah. aluminum chainmail. That's an actual thing that already exists in the real world. You can make chainmail out of aluminum rings. Yeah, but what if I have really bony fingers and I like poke you through the chainmail, <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm a leecher and I, I take away your reserves. But delayed release alimantic pill, Mike. They sell it at your corner grocery store. Come on, it'll be great. Heavy metal toxicity. Craig. Eh, no one, clearly no one on Skadriel cares about that. It, we, it it's explicitly mentioned once. back in the Final Empire as like, don't yes. don't go to sleep with metals in your stomach. Uh, it's real bad. Burn them off before you go to bed. And then Vin's all like, good advice. I'm going to ignore it forever. I'm going to be <laughs> mad as a hatter by the time I'm 25, but that's okay because yep. I'll be dead anyway. And she was. Yep. So she wins. But anyway, I think that the the best if their if their goal is to get rid of trellium, I think the best way to do it would be have an aluminum net, you know, poof it away. So where do the metals go? Does I guess does it go back and into the body of trell? Uh, God metals explicitly do yes. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Uh, they can, I, I they have can a get the trell. They get the trell off of the trellium off of Scadrial in that way. I have a personal theory that all metals actually you get returned to the planet in some way like it's just because the metals are essentially a catalyst for accessing the investiture it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter what happens to them so i have a pet theory that that's what happens but that's probably not the case because um, god god metals god god metals are the body of the god so it sort of makes sense for that to like rejuvenate they actually explain that a little bit how how god metals exist in the i think the last chapter of this week so Let's move on. Did anything else happen in Chapter 13? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Maybe something will happen in Chapter 13 and Chapter 14. Nope. <laughs> chapter... Whatever. Uh, bowler Fellows. Funeral <laughs> chapter Day. Chapter whatever. Wayne meets Renette and Yaxi at a restaurant where all the waiters are dressed like Marty McFly in Back to the Future 3. All right, so all the waiters, they're all like... In, <laughs> but th- think about it. They're all in their they all have outfits. They Instead of boots? Yeah, they're all in their roughs outfits, but they're in their, like, what inner city thinks rough outfits would be like outfits. So it's basically how Marty dresses, well, how Doc dresses Marty. Like when he first goes back. Yeah, when he first goes back and he's got, like, the the Jimmy Neutron poncho or whatever. To experience this yourself, (laughs) um, invite an Australian friend to come visit you in the States and then go eat at Outback Steakhouse. Oh... <laughs> so yeah, embarrassing. something like that. Or invite a pirate to eat with you at Long John Silver's. Or it's, invite... it's funny, Mike, because I was just at Outback uh, for for Father's Day. Not for me, but for for uh, my wife's dad. Ah, Happy Father's Day, Craig and Mike. Oh, thank you. Happy Father's Day, Mike, and all of our listeners who happen to be fathers and live <laughs> in the contiguous forty-eight states. You guys can't see this, but Mike is eating. It was perfectly timed, so he'd eat so he couldn't respond happy father's day to dave and only dave 
He's the father of uh, us all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, so back to the I'm, future I'm, I'm the father of the rando tracker, I guess. You're, you're podcast daddy. <laughs> I'm the least daddy of us all. Except maybe Craig. <laughs> Wait, what? No? <laughs> I'm, I'm now inviting all of our listeners to call Dave podcast daddy. I don't think he'd it's enjoy it, but Dad I would. Better than Dadcast Potty. Don't just don't call me Dadcast Potty. <laughs> See, now you said it, and it's going to happen, Dave. This is how it works. Yeah, it's canon now, Dave. <laughs> it's canon now. Who? Podcast Daddy. Okay. Dadcast Potty. Right. Where are we? Yeah, Back uh, to the Future Three. The they all have sneakers back on. To, yeah, they're all they're all wearing Ruff's outfits that are actually not accurate. Hold on. In their defense, though, Renette does go there. Wait, but wasn't it Jaxie's idea? Jax- I forget. Who's Jaxie? I, ha- I I don't know no, any Jaxie. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, no. Th- this go stepping inside this building causes Renette and Wayne and presumably also Wax, if he were there, like deep emotional pain. Jaxie loves it. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I think it's it's her idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jaxie is the fan of this restaurant. And Renette's like, bah. And Wayne's like, bah. So she likes eating at Outback Steakhouse. Got it. I won't disparage any any corporations on our podcast because we can't afford it yet. All right. I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not commenting on their food. I'm just commenting on the theming. You know what? If I liked about food, if I liked onions, I bet the bloomin' onion would be delicious. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, that, that is good. The bloomin' onion is good. They're right, Aussie fries, which are like bacon cheese fries with some seasoning and served with ranch to dip in. Freaking delicious. You know, there's it's like anything. There's like some stuff and then some not as good stuff. All right, chapter 14. Bowler fella. Or is that Bowler fellows? It's it's Bowser. Right. Bowser from Mario <laughs> shows up. Doug Bowser from we, from, from Nintendo about, shows up. Can we talk about the Cosmere for once in this podcast? Hey, <laughs> only you have the power, Dave. All right, Alriandre Payday is coming up. Or is it? The Bowler Hat dudes are named Rust and Ruin. Wayne is the richest guy I know. And I know Wax. Okay, guys, uh, I hate to do this. I need to pause and take a break for a few minutes. Sorry, I have to use the restroom pretty uh, Wait, are we pausing the No, just audio. leave the recording going. In fact, if you guys going. want to continue the episode without me for a few minutes, that's also fine. I'm going to mute. You can put a secret message in the recording here. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to keep talking, or do you want to take a stretch? Um. All right, I'll be no, right back. I think we can. Oh, oh. Okay, stretch. Go stretch. Go stretch. All right, I'll be right back. I found a, a new female video game music composer this week. I keep finding more. Uh, apparently... The person who wrote music for Bionic Commando and Little Nemo the Dream Master was also a woman. That's pretty good. I know. Good like Those are some of my favorites. Oh, have you played Dicey Dungeons yet? Yeah, of course. Dude, I've been, I've been like nonstop jamming to Dicey Dungeons music for like the last couple weeks. And I was, gonna, I was like thinking of making an MSU pack for it. And then I realized, I looked on the list today, there already is one. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. <laughs> there's one for Dicey Dungeons? Nice. Yeah. There, you'd be surprised. There's all crazy, like, there's hundreds and hundreds of MSU packs out now. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, you're welcome, internet. <laughs> Everyone heard my Secret of Mana MSU pack, and they were like, yeah, let's let's make this a thing. No, Although. Dave, they heard the one that was just you voicing the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I So I maybe accidentally, I don't remember, booted up a ROM with that MSU pack in the GDQ practice room. <laughs> and someone was like, shut that off. <laughs> and I'm like, some wow. people just don't appreciate the classics, you know. I understand. <laughs> No, I was like, I was kind of embarrassed to have it playing. I don't even remember why. I think the person sitting next to me was like someone from Link to the Past that like okay. was was talking about it. So I was like, oh yeah, I got a, a seat on this on my SDD SNES. But yeah, Dicey Dungeons is like the music is so good and it's so different from almost anything I've ever heard before. Like yeah, it's kind of like combine a combined chip tune with like jazz fusion it's so it's crazy i can't i guess that's the the, i guess it's kind of like i don't know what sky is but from what i understand of what sky is i'd say it's like kind of sky e too like there's a lot of brass yeah but i mean i would say like i would say like chiptune jazz fusion would be where i would place dicey dungeons there's and it's like funky too like there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy bass in it it's it's just like so interesting it's good and it's and it's unique at the same time, which is like a lot of times stuff's like unique, which makes it more interesting. And a lot of times stuff is like good, but it's kind of standard fare. But this is this is kind of both of those things. Although I will say it's more unique than it is good, but it is also good. Yeah, I should definitely play it again. I didn't quite finish everything. Honestly, I didn't play too much. I did, like, the first scenario of everybody and, like, the second scenario of half of them. And I think each character has five scenarios. I did yeah. do the, um, the Hall- a couple of the Halloween scenarios as well, which was really, really cool seeing, like, the character costumes and all. You should try, I think you would like the witches. I don't know if it was the Halloween one or it was, like, the reunion. It was, like, the reunion episode for the witch. It's all puzzles. There's no RNG. It's just like you go mm. in and you have to like figure out what combination of spells to use to, yeah. to solve. And like you have to kill the enemy in one turn. And if you don't, then they reset their health. So like you have to, you know, it's more of a puzzle than it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Than it is like the rest of the game. Mike's bathroom must be like on the moon or something. Nah, it's. No, it's you have fine. been to his house. Yeah. You think Mike's gonna listen to this? Oh, I know you're listening, oh, yeah. Mike. He he might listen in, just yeah. so he knows where to cut in. Well, he'll know from his own audio. True. Hey, Mike, I know you're listening. Why would you? The best part is. Just to make sure he actually cuts this. The best part is, if he's not listening, then he'll never hear me say that he was listening, and I won't look like an idiot. So, don't get your hopes up, but <gasps> since I finished Zelda, I'm I'm keeping an eye for Do different it. games. Do it. You and owe I us. have downloaded... No, that's not what I was going to say. I have but downloaded we, you the owe, latest you, update to you, Final Fantasy XIV. Alright, that's good. That is good news, but you still do owe us Earthbound. Yeah, I, I know. I'm aware. And that's on Switch, so you have no excuses. Um, 
That's just sort of me having to get, like, back into, like, regularly streaming rather than just playing the Cut my audio back in. Yeah, I guess once you're done the tournament, you could probably commit one stream a week to Earthbound. But, yeah, I'm... uh, Continue with... get back in the... Nah, we just... We chilled. If you go back to um, FF14, Craig, then, uh, like, let me know if you you want to run roulettes or do your story dungeons or whatever. You're, like, beginning-ish of Stormblood, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I loved Stormblood. I know the critics didn't like it as much because there wasn't as much social commentary, but like I, I freaking loved Stormblood. All right, let's get back to the radio. Chapter 14. Did we finish Chapter 14? Uh, you, you did your um, bullet points, and then I had yarr, to yarr, go yarr. use the restroom. Yeah, we, we need to recap the chapter. IBS right. is uh, not so great sometimes, guys. Oh, that kind of bathroom. All right, you want to do the cut-in? No. All right. So Wayne Wayne and Renette and Yaxi are out eating, and Wayne's like, it's almost time to pay Ariandre because I killed her dad, and I have to remind her every month that I well, killed her dad. First, Wayne is, then, Wayne is feeling sorry for himself because he just got broken up with. Bleh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last week, Milan broke up with him. So today he's sad. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember when Milan was in disguise and her name was Milan, and I'm like, you're not fooling me, Milan. I know you're Milan. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what's funny is the only reason I remembered who she was was because I was playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, and I named all of my characters after characters from the Mistborn series. So I had my my Selkies were Kelsier and Vin. My uh, my Yukes were obviously Sazed and Tindwill. I had a male and female of each race. Uh, my my Lilty male was Ham. I forget who my Lilty... Maybe my Lilty female was Milan. Or maybe my, my um, Clavat was, was, was Milan. Oh no no! My Clavats were were um, Breeze and uh, and Alrian, and I was like, "Is there a fourth female protagonist I can?" <laughs> and like I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we could do we could do like Milan <laughs> as the fourth female character because I couldn't off the top of my head think of a fourth female protagonist from the Mistborn series." Yeah, because there and wasn't so that's one why for I, one Dave. It was a real <laughs> yeah, sausage party up in there. That's why I. That's kind of why I remembered who Milan was when we got to Era Two, which hey. y'all were probably impressed because you were like, "Wow, I can't believe you actually remembered who Milan was." Do you guys? Do you guys think maybe Milan is uh, actually a reference to the Disney character Mulan? You mean like the historical no. character that the Disney character is based on? I mean, I guess if you want to go that far, <laughs> but. And by character, I mean not character because she was a real person. <laughs> But you know, she she goes around in disguise for for purposes. That's about as far as I've got, as far as similarities go. No, she did disguise herself. Yeah, and she did also have spikes in her shoulders. Craig, you're 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 our Disney dad here. What's what what's your take? Where you at uh, about Mulan? Mulan and Milan are no. they the same person? No. Chapter 14. All right, so Ali, Ali Andre Payday is coming up, and 
And Wayne's like, time time to do my penance that completely tears this woman's soul apart. And then the the ladies are like, maybe that's a bad idea. And Renette's like, you suck. And Yaxi's like, you're awesome. And Wayne's like, maybe I'm somewhere between sucks and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he leaves the restaurant and he gets caught by the bowler hat dudes. And he's like, oh no, it's the bowler hat dudes. Rust and Ruin. So I, I can only assume their names are Rust and Ruin. Cheese it. It's and the money cops. <laughs> they, don't they introduce themselves, though? They don't say their names. Well, they say I've, who they're coming from. He knows who they are. They don't need to introduce themselves. He actually calls one of them by name in Chapter 15 without them actually saying their names. I didn't write down their names. There's, there's <laughs> In Chapter 15, there's Tall Boring Guy and Short Boring Guy. Yeah, there you go. And Wayne steals one of their hats so he can think like an accountant. But anyways, that's Chapter 15. So Chapter 14, they run into him as he's leaving the restaurant. He's like, well... Time. I guess I can't pretend to not be rich anymore. It's I'm dead. It's the funeral, and there you have it. Chapter like, fifteen. The whole day is funeral day. That's the theme. Yeah, and you know it's a day of change and Wayne having to perhaps move on from from his old life of dating a faceless immortal and pretending to be poor. <laughs> I don't know. Chapter fifteen. Hustle oh, and bustle, or one. like my left and right arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I can't I'm believe I'm glad you picked up on that bike <laughs> wait did Craig say something that referenced the yellow dart and I missed it I mean no that was, you did that was the famous hustle and bustle speech by Lil Spicy <laughs> wait what what was hustle and bustle are like my left and right arms I know that I know that you referenced the yellow dart but then Craig said I'm glad you, anyway whatever your first yeah, we, bullet right. point follows that same basic, like, the same beats. I don't oh, think chap- Dave you realized how 15? he said it. You went, a chapter? Wait, I can't do it. Mike, a chapter. Which is the yellow dart. Oh, cool name. Eating five batteries. Hey, wait, what happened to All us right. talking about the lost metal today, Dave? No, we're not doing we didn't that. Talk about, we didn't talk about <laughs> Homestar yet. What do you think the bat- the uh, batteries are made of? Zinc, I guess. But anyway, chapter 15. <laughs> Trillium and Allomancy are like two positively charged ions. Hustle and bustle Wax- like my left and right arms. A little spicy. No, this is a reference to uh, the PTA disbands, a great episode of The Simpsons, after which a line in which was after which a, was a beer was named. And it's a peanut butter porter, and it's by Evil Geniuses, and it's really good, if you like porters, which I do. All right, Wax does his best Navani impression. Chocolate con- Chocolate Contra! What? <laughs> I know this one. Alright. No, you can't buy a mask, Vendel. How bad could this explosion be? Marasi gets an invitation with a Triforce on it. I promise to remember the big explosion this time. <laughs> 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 oh, Alright, take it, Mike. Uh, Trillium and Allomancy are like two positively charged ions. Uh, they're more like that are the, the facing 
the same way and they push against each other. They're not facing the same way. They have the same charge as in positive. Yeah, but magnets are always like they have a positive side and a negative side. And if the two positive sides... They have a north and south. That's actually different. But if you try to push a north side against a north side, they push away from each other. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the thing that I said originally that you were correcting didn't need to be corrected. Um, actually. Actually. Uh, Wax does his best Navani impression. Actually, I don't know what that one is. What? Well, what how is he impressing Navani? They're doing science stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, you could have given me this chapter. I probably could have. Aside from chocolate All right, Craig, take it. All right, no, Craig, I, what's this no. chocolate conjure No, mean? I would like the... He needs to explain that to me. I don't, I don't even know that. what chocolate conjure means. Oh, this one. <laughs> this one's easy. Uh, Vendel shows up, and he gets offered... A uh, chocolate chip cookie, fresh from the oven, by our everyone's favorite boy, uh, and he's like, "No, gross. I like rotting meat. That's it. That's all there is to the, to that." But maybe like a chondra is kind of like chocolate because they can melt and be all gooey, and you can put marshmallows in them. Because basically, marshmallows are just dead animals. I don't animal think bones. I'd want to eat. Think about a it, chondra. Or <laughs> a mystery ew. I didn't say you could eat him. I just said he was made of chocolate. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure humans shouldn't be <laughs> eating. Um, well, a we try not to eat predators all that much, but um, scavengers for sure. Like that. What about that's cows? Cows. Right. So if you want to say wait, humans pre- can't eat chondra, but chondra eat humans all the time. If if uh, well, that's they're different. If grass was prey, then cows can be predators. Sure. What about? Um, ostriches. <laughs> what? Uh, they're tall birds, Dave. Oh, I was thinking of emus. You're right. Oh, that's a good point. We do eat birds, and uh, are they? We don't eat they're like not... eagles and owls. No, no. Do we eat a predator? Snakes? I think we can eat snakes, right? Yeah, but not often. And that's that's more of like a, a try this weird thing offer than than like a, a standard part of a diet well that's I how mean, craig feels about lamb uh, uh <laughs> at least i've tried it so it <laughs> makes sense that we don't really eat predators because it's much easier to mass market you know to grow and mass produce vegetarian. to mass market to advertise well, right, what to... about pigs pigs are omnivores so they feed them corn hmm. well i guess it's true they're omnivores so Maybe they're predators in some past life, but they also can thrive on slop. Uh, anyway, chapter <laughs> Vendel okay. would like to buy Alex's mask, and Alec doesn't really answer him. Um, He's like, "Haha, gross!" Uh, right before they decide to try a new experiment that could go very, very badly, uh, Wax is like, uh, "Hey, Steris, how bad could this go?" And then she explains how badly it could go. And so they spend the next half hour setting things up and then leaving before it goes off. It's a good thing they have a Steris. Uh, and then it went badly. <laughs> at, at which point, yes, it, it goes so much worse than they could have thought. Right in the middle of uh, sort of a mix of just banal conversation and awkward pauses. Where, like, Vendel was trying to buy Wax's skeleton. Wax is like, no. And, he's, <laughs> and then Steris is like, you can buy mine. <laughs> and Wax is like, why? I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it, and we could use the money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think 
they have to go next door because it's potentially so bad that it'll break their safety equipment. Uh, or was so, that? Or at least they proposed going across the street or something. So Wax um, apparently has never dealt with fireworks before, so he doesn't know how to build his lab to be explosion safe. Uh, and the way you do that is a don't put it in a basement. Uh, B, very strong walls, and C, very weak ceilings and roof. So, like, if stuff explodes, it explodes up uh, where the the force is pushed just into the air where it won't hurt anything. So it blows up up. Yeah. If you put it in your basement and your entire house is on top of it, where is that force going to go? So put it on the roof and then it's your neighbor's problem. I mean, yeah. Although it seems like he is his own neighbor, so sure. Chap. Chapter 16. Called it. That's it. I called it. I saw chapter 16 coming a mile away, or two chapters away. I don't know. Uh, Wayne, Wayne's rich, you guys. Possibly richer, richer than, richer than, rich, richer, richer than wax. I don't think he's richer than wax. I think he is rich in very different ways to wax. He's got two million. He's got twenty million. He's got twenty million. Uh, yeah, so, so Wayne has investments, and Wax has old money. And yep. they both have investiture. Wax yeah. um, owns properties and businesses all over the basin, effectively. So um, I was his, totally right. Like Wax's wealth is tied up, like very thoroughly in the city, uh, and most of it just goes back into the businesses to keep people paid and keep things running. There is profit, I'm sure of it. There's there's actually quite a bit of profit. Wax is extremely wit- rich, but a lot of it is just tied back up into the things that so provide Wayne, the income. So Wayne's assets are more liquid. Quite a bit, yes. Yeah, so I remember a couple chapters ago, as soon as I saw Bowler Hat Dudes, I said, uh, hey, I guess Wayne's investment in Nick, Nikki, I'm sorry, and um, you- tra- in Tarkcell... Sophie Tarksell really paid off. And like that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and you here's were his accountant. Spot on. <laughs> and we didn't say a thing. I I knew though. So yeah, Wayne is ex- extremely well to do right now, which he hates. You know, like this is way too much of a lifestyle. He's so embarrassed to have this much money that he's just he's trying so hard to make bad investments. But he invents professional sports, which, of course, we know is going to be extremely profitable like for him, which is hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, they, they have this sport, Noseball, and he's like, what if we made like a Noseball league and built stadiums and charged people to come to the stadiums to watch the games? I, yeah. It'll never, uh, it'll never it'll never. It's just going to get worse before it gets better. He's just going to get he's just going to get richer and he's not going to like that. Uh, he yeah, also one, he also gets offered a new model of car and he's like buy it and then buy more and then give the give give those cars to like the top players of the Noseball League. I'm decided to call it the Noseball League. We're calling it the Noseball League. Anyway, give those cars to those players to advertise them so everybody'll buy the cars. <laughs> mhm. And he also makes the important decision to mail money to Alejandra instead of delivering it in person and you know reopening the wound every month which i think is a good decision and, and all it took was decades of people whose opinions he trusts telling him that this is a bad idea before it finally sunk in mhm 
At one point, he also puts on one of the bowler hats of the accountants, and it's lined in aluminum, which is kind of funny. You know, we've we've talked about this before. How like this entire this entire planet exists so that Brandon can make a tinfoil hat joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you're ta- talking about chapter sixteen. You know that, right? Yeah. All the stuff that? we've been doing. Yeah. No, I didn't know we moved on to chapter sixteen. Yeah, it's my bullet point for chapter sixteen. Called it. Okay. I'm 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 on board now. Go. <laughs> so he's like, well, it's time to think like an aluminum hat bowler, boring dude. Shall we discuss uh, the benefits like of beating our servants? Yeah, that's not a good idea. Any other things for chapter sixteen? How about for chapter seventeen? Oh, chapter sixteen. Uh, they give him a big bag of bendeloy, which yeah. calls back to a conversation he had with Marisi back before they uh, went in to go beat people up in the tunnel. It did? Was she like, where'd you get all that Bendeloy? No, she was super proud of him for not wasting his, like, police allotment of Bendeloy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright, chapter 17. I see Skadrian still haven't invented hexadecimal, though they are actually using base 17. So, alright, I looked at a few different chapter headings just for the for the icons. So the prologue has a symbol which apparently stands for zero. But they never use that symbol again. Um, the numbering system is kind of like the first digit goes from 1 to 16. And then after you get to 16, you have like 16 plus the next number. So 16 through 31 is like 16, 1, 16, 2, 16, 3, 16, 4, all the way up to 16, 15. When they get to chapter 32, it's 2, 16. So it's 2 times 16 for 32. And then 33 is 216.1, and then you go 216.2, 216.3, other way up to 216.15. And then chapter 48 is 316, and then 316.1, 316, and so forth. So it's kind of an interesting numbering system. Um, I think if they just, you know, go to a, a straight up base 16 numbering system, then computer programming is going to be a lot easier for them. Everything is easier in hexadecimal. <laughs> yeah, I honestly like everyone's talking about. Oh, when's America gonna gonna use the metric system? And I'm like, forget that. When's the world gonna just convert to base sixteen? Jokes on them. We've already have. You know, okay, that's <laughs> not fair to the other numbering systems because we we don't just strictly use base ten. We have base ten, base sixty, hexadecimal, binary. Like we're we're using a different combination. Depending Who's using what we're base sixty? On. Unless you mean sixty four. Sixties are as time seconds, minutes. Oh yeah, okay, uh, yeah, but only only for the first. Two only digits. seconds and minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's base twenty four for the hours. I I don't know. Calendars are mess are messed up. But anyway, a lot of imperial I, I stuff understand. is base twelve. I understand breaking a day into 24 mm-hmm. hours because 24 has a lot of factors, so it's it's a useful number. 20, 24 is and a so good does 60. number. Yeah. 60 also has a lot of factors. Um, but I was kidding. Like I don't know. I was kind of kidding about the base 16, but like maybe maybe someday our our race will will move on from base 10 and go to base 16. I don't know. It's, one can dream. But I mean, anyway, uh, the Skadrians apparently are already use, using something kind of base 16, except they have a zero digit, which is completely different, but they only use that for zero. Uh, if they kind of like... So wait, they I don't think, use I it think for they the can, second. 
digit. Right. You, exactly. Saying. So like their numbering huh. system doesn't go like like there's the ones place, the sixteens place, the two fifty sixes place, the six five five three five. Oh, six five five three five is six five five three six. I'm sorry, it's two fifty six squared. What's two fifty six times sixteen? Whatever. Half. Anyway, the point is they're getting there, but. Um, <laughs> They need to realize that zero is a digit and not just a number. And they, once they, they basically have it as a placeholder, like this is nothing. It's, it's yeah. essentially they're saying nothing, and then they're one, two, three, four, all the way up to sixteen. Yeah, and it kind of like astounds me because we've established the number twenty million in chapter sixteen, right? So like, how are they notating twenty million? Is it so like after they get to so after they get to. Um, 15 after they get to like 16 times 6 like when they get to 256 do they start with like 1616 is 256 and then 257 is like 1661 so then it's it's almost kind of like they're they're being almost as efficient as like a normal base numbering system but there there's like one extra digit compared to compared to what we're used to using you know in real life i don't know it's interesting i like numbers and what so the actual number that they round to is probably not 20 million. It's probably some number that makes sense in the base 16. Thing. They probably won't even round. Like the, if they're using base 16, then like a megabyte will actually be 1024 squared bytes. Like, but and, I mean, and it is, it is, but they'll actually understand it precisely, unlike we do in real life. Anyway, auto translate sprint. Steris is useful, not persnickety. Alec right. is best boy because he is sweeping. Vendel thinks the investiture was blah, blah, blah. Overboard runs in the family. T. Take it, Craig. What? I Got don't know. Uh, what is this? Chapter 17. So this is after the explosion. So, uh, okay. They they start to go down. Uh, so so they it. This is a Steris perspective. So they start to go down. Vendel goes first because they're worried about the stairs. Because if he falls, who cares? Wax goes second. Same reason. If he falls, who cares? Before they open the door, Wax is like, hey, Steris, what could be in here? And she's like, well, a bunch of stuff could mix. There could be subsequent explosions. There could be fires. There could be chlorine gas. So he's like, all right, we'll get a fan. We'll, vac- we'll like air this out and come back in three hours. So they do that. And Stairs is like, yay, I'm useful and I'm not annoying. Because she is Wait, useful three and she's hours? not annoying. I don't remember how long it took. but They could use cadmium. Why didn't they use cadmium? That would be a good use of cadmium, yes. Hmm. Just like, all right. I want, all right. Thought for next week, I want to go back to my list of cadmium uses and compare it to what we've seen so far. So, yeah, look for that next week, unless I forget. Um, anyway, they come back. And the whole place is just completely wrecked. And Steris is like, I should get a broom and sweep up this glass. But she doesn't because she doesn't want to be annoying. And Alec does grab a broom and start sweeping up the glass. And Steris is like, Alec is the best. Everyone loves Alec. <laughs> and she's right because he is the best. You just like him because hot chocolate. Uh, and hot ch- and chocolate chip cookies. Like, mm. yeah. Hey, uh, here's here's a... I could use the hot chocolate right now. For for those of you who <laughs> who are uh I don't know, in a short term relationship and want it to be a long term relationship, learn to cook. Learn to cook, learn to bake. Start doing that regularly. <laughs> if you don't already, do that. Just it's it's an excellent skill to have all on its own. 
and it is just so nice for to have a partner who also will do stuff in the kitchen. It, this, this probably won't help you if you're, you know, single and just like going on first dates with people. Not a huge, not a huge help there. But it's if you've got a relationship skill, started, though. it is an excellent personal skill. But yeah, if you got a, a relationship started that you would like that relationship to continue, cultivating that sort of skill helps a lot. Uh, anyway, um, Wax starts grabbing some stuff to take to get samples of things to figure out what exactly happened and hey subsequent explosions happen and uh i don't think he has eyebrows for the rest of the book i don't think it said that but i'd like to imagine that he just doesn't have eyebrows for the rest of the book it's too bad they didn't send wayne in there because wayne has invincible eyebrows uh and then they're like hey let's go upstairs to the other house and drink some tea because we shouldn't be in this building for longer than we have to Chandra eyebrows, on the other hand, extremely vincible. And that leads us into chapter 18. Unless I missed something. Did I miss something, Dave? Nah, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I mean, you <laughs> went over my book. Did you talk about the investiture book? Oh, no! Is this the chapter that I got mad? I mean, you didn't write it in It might notes. be next. There is no next chapter. This is the last no, one. No, yeah, you are. No, there's, I, there's one I, more. I think you get right. mad in chapter I don't 18. remember. I got all right, 17 and 8. I don't know where it comes up. But, like, I... I might be wrong here because I'm not an expert. I don't think energy and matter are the same thing. Like, energy relates to matter and, you know, they interact. Like, energy is the way in which matter moves. But, like, I don't think that you could say we can convert, like, matter to energy and energy to matter. Maybe it's just different in the Cosmere because investiture kind of links all three together. Like, investiture, matter, energy. I know Craig's probably got a lot to say about the interchangeability uh, of investiture, matter, and energy. This is such a Craig thing. Well, yeah, except I'm wrong. But uh, I'm gonna hold on. I'm, I'm, I pulled up the wiki so I can get this right. Uh, I mean, I look up matter to... on Wikipedia, like real life Wikipedia. Well, I, I'm, I looked up energy, and energy. Uh, where is it? Energy is a quantitative property that is transferred to a body or to a physical system. So that, that's this, so we are talking about energy, right? You were talking about that. Um, well, so like Vandell says, again, I don't know if this is 17 or 18, but Vandell says that ener- energy, matter, and investiture are all like kind of the same thing. And that like you can convert energy to matter, you can convert investiture to energy, and and so forth. Well, hold okay. up. And this, and this is why the explosion happens because the investiture was converted to energy. You, meaning wax, can't convert those things under normal circumstances. Shards okay. might so, be able to. The 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 spiritual realm might be able to, but like humans, mortals, as as just how a did normal, the explosion? Well, that's special circumstances. Wait, what are you saying? Humans right, can't so create energy from matter? Nuclear bombs? All right, so let's look at it this way. All right, I'm holding yeah, a glass. There's no radiation I lift the glass in, up uh, here. Skadrio I've Chris. added energy. I've <laughs> added energy to the glass by lifting it up. I added gravitational potential energy by lifting the glass up. I didn't, there, I didn't add matter to the system. I added energy to the system. No, but energy is uh, conserved, so... If the system is just the glass, you well, add energy to it. I guess the energy I expended to lift... 
I mean, the glass, the energy came from my muscles and there, there is converting matter to energy in terms of like eating food and that becoming calories and that, that. Yeah. So I'm not, again, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it kind of like, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me initially and requires more research and understanding. But if uh, I, if maybe, I may, one of our, maybe one of our listeners is a physicist and can explain it better, or a chemist, it, or so a biologist. They can, correct, they can correct me being wrong, but I have pulled up the wiki entry on mass energy equivalence, which you would know as E equals MC squared. Um, it's actually yeah. a longer formula, but... I, the, I have thought about that, too. The shorten but, is E equals MC squared, which essentially says energy equals mass times speed of light squared. Um, mm-hmm. In physics, mass-energy equivalence is the relationship between mass and energy in a system's rest frame. Uh, when the two quantities differ only by multiplica- multiplicative, multiplicative. Constant okay, and the units of measurement, the principle is described by uh, Albert Einstein's formula equals mc squared. In a reference frame where the system is moving, and this is why E equals mc squared is a shortened form, uh, is relativistic energy and relativistic mass obey the same formula. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're essentially equivalent. I, again, that's I, like I, this is something that I want to look into. I, um, I, you, you need a physicist to really describe it. Like I have my basic. I've read this once, and I sort of understand loosely, and I get things wrong. I apologize to our listeners, but it happens. I I am a computer programmer. I am not a physicist. <laughs> but but to be sure, ma- mass is a measure of matter, right? Um, to be sure, mass is part of the equation of energy. So, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of like a... Oh, Do you want me to just, look up was, mass? Was, no. Mass is... What? Mass is a measure of, of matter. You don't have to look that up. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of like a... I want to I further study this and see if this is actually a good way to put it. But again, I mean, like, Cosmere physics might not might not coincide with real life physics one-to-one you know um also well, so i would like i would like I, to note that vendel isn't uh isn't like quoting from scadrian scientists he's quoting from harmony and what harmony has specifically told him which is a bit of a different perspective i would think hmm. so uh, you haven't seen this but i have talked about this during spoiler time uh because before lost metal came out um i had this idea because it seemed like there was some equivalence in uh, being able to transfer between energy, mass, and investiture. Um, so I thought it, essentially the relative, um, the relativistic equation, E equals mc squared, is different in the Cosmere because it has an investiture involved. And I think this chapter essentially tells us that E equals mc squared equals I. I believe that's that's the final conclusion in here. That essentially well, we got to put a energy in there. Uh. There might, a a, there might e be a coefficient. There might be equals mc squared equals ki. Yeah, there there might be some kind of coefficient or something, but essentially you can, you know, you can move between them and the whole entire system is conserved. I guess c squared is a constant, huh? So it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yasna can turn uh, investiture into matter. Lift can turn matter into investiture. Like directly, mm-hmm, they have. Mm-hmm. They're a bit of special circumstances. Like there's specific uses of magic systems, but yeah, there's there's conversion of these things. But for like just a normal person, you you know you want to turn that uh, 
dirt. You want to turn a, a cubic meter of dirt into energy, into investiture. He doesn't have a way to do that. Except that Trellium lets him do that. Well, specifically mm. to Harmonium. Yeah. All right, chapter 18. How many varieties of frustrating is a long-distance relationship? Everybody together. 2 plus 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 2. Plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2. <laughs> Host just can't get enough of Dale the primary. Wax is an adjective. He's at best adverb adjective. How dare Wax get blowed up without Wayne? Chondra <laughs> practice or something. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, so Marisi is thinking about how great it is that Alec is around because trying to do a long-distance relationship sucked. And But now he's she home says, all the time. 16 different kinds of frustrating. And I'm like, I guess that's just kind of an idiom that evolved on schedule, and it makes sense because 16 is like their all-encompassing number. Yeah. Alec, Alec is home, and he's baking, and he's making hot chocolate, and he's sweeping up glass, and Alec is the best. Adolin can go fall into a ah. chasm and burn to death for all I care. Hey. We have Alec now. Whoa. Hey! Why are we compared to Adolin anyway? They are worst character. There are many bad characters. But Alec has 16 brain cells to rub You're together. like, I have new best boy. Don't care about any other best old best boys. Yep, exactly. Uh, host just can't get enough of Doll the primary. Uh, yeah, he he was voted best primary by, by the Council of Hosts, uh, which basically means that he's, like, a real good general for them. Yeah, it's what a military honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that him showing up as the new, I guess, ambassador from uh, from the Southern Scadrians is uh, not quite an act of war, but it's a warning. Oh, I'll take this next one. So you know how Alec keeps coming up with new titles for Wax? He's like... Oh, sacred waxillium, or like, oh, or like, all powerful holder of the, like, bam, whatever. He just says, he literally just addresses him as, oh, adjective wax. And I'm just like, part of me, part of my headcanon is just like, Brandon wrote in the word adjective as a placeholder and <laughs> forgot to come back and put an adjective there. <laughs> it, it still works. Okay, I don't think we talked to you about this. Uh, so I, at least, am convinced that this was a Kelsier thing. Like the, uh, the, the sh- you know. Oh, survive waxillium. Yeah, like coming up with some sort of crazy adjective to go before the name and changing it every time sounds extremely like a Kelsier screwing with people thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. He's, you know, he comes back, he's a misborn, he saves all of them, blah, blah, blah. They they keep, like, throwing, heaping praise on him, and he's like, well, listen, if you're going to do that, then make it a different word every time. For me, for fun, so I enjoy it. Yeah. And Alec ran out of words, apparently. Or Brandon ran out of words. Something. Or Brandon <laughs> just forgot. <laughs> I mean, e- even if this was if this was a flub, it's still a really funny one, and it works. And I'm happy with it. I almost, it, it's all also possible that he put it in as a placeholder, came back to it, and then said, no, oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see any of those being the real explanation, yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Um, Wax got blowed up, and Wayne wasn't there, and Wayne's jealous. 
What a jerk. Uh, and then he, he offers, knows like Wayne's favorite pastime. Uh, they spend a few Besides paragraphs snogging. talking about the plan, and it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Uh, but then Wayne offers uh, Vendel some practice at being a better Chandra because Vendel is actually pretty bad at it. As as mm. we've discussed, like most of the Chandra are, despite the fact that they are shapeshifters who have centuries of practice imitating humans, actually pretty bad at the job. Only the third generation. No, the they third generation the are the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Tensoon was third, yeah. Yep, Tensoon was third. And as far as I can tell, Tensoon was the only good one, just based on, like, the examples we've seen. Tensoon yeah, I mean, Tensoon so was... He was so good at impersonating humans that he even impersonated a Chandra. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, but even, even he's sort of given up on that because he likes being a dog. Yeah, he's like, this is embarrassing. Ten soon's like you're gonna make me eat a dog. This is so embarrassing, and it's even more embarrassing because I enjoy it. But he just like playing it, Sonic it was and Tails. The, it was the scratching behind the ears that won him over. He's like, wait a minute, I get free scratchies. <laughs> scritches. It's pronounced scritches. Okay, Craig, Dave can't do this, but you, can. you, you have a wife. Have your wife actually like do that to you? It feels amazing. It's not exclusive <laughs> to dogs or cats. Like. Actually having someone, like, rub your head back, it feels so good. But that doesn't explain why Ten Soon likes being a dog. Yeah. Free scritchies, scratchies, whatever point. you want to call it. Scrutchums. <laughs> I don't want to call them scrutchums. So I have, uh, I have bullet points for this week. And the nice thing is Dave gets to stay because I bullet pointed them well, uh, hold on. when I was reading it. Uh, yeah. we, we posed a question to Dave at the end of his portion of last week. Uh-oh. Dave, who is that masked woman? Oh, I forgot we asked him that. I don't know, Vin. <laughs> I forgot to think about it. Um, It's someone... Is it someone from Skadriel? It is a character that you have seen before. It's Fafin! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> it comes together! <laughs> is it a human? It is a character that you have they, they seen are before. Human. Yep. I mean, the boring answer is it's just Chris, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I, I think we could throw you a bone. It is not Chris. Throw me a bone, huh? It's Tensoon. No, nah, Tensoon's busy being someone else. That's what he wants you to think. No, Tensoon actually is busy being so. Tensoon is someone on Scadrial right now. I could. Oh, it's Vale. Wait, no, Vale got eaten. Vale, Vale doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I did want to mention this, like, symbol with the three interlocking diamonds. Uh, I think Marasi's being recruited by some secret society with three diamonds as the logo. Is that the Ghostbloods? Never heard of them. Have we seen this This Who logo? are the Ghostbloods? Is that a Ghostbloods logo? Yeah, Never the, the Ghostbloods logo is the Triforce. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought when I read it. I was like, three interlocking diamonds. Like, I, I feel like I might have seen that symbology related to the Ghostbloods before. Yeah, this this should not be new information for you. This is something that, yeah. if you didn't remember, you should. Yeah. It also almost just sounds like like a Fabriel layout with, like, the ten gemstones. Kind of, like, making an infinity symbol or whatever. Could be something close to that. But Yeah, I think uh, Ghostbloods. Marasi would be a good Ghostblood. Would she? Well, aside from the whole them doing illegal stuff. But, I mean, she does... She does mention a desire to be more involved in, in the Cosmere at large as opposed to just busting petty 
criminals, you know. But Dave, Bustin makes her feel good. <laughs> no, she's not Ray Parker Jr. Can I do my, my bullet points now? Yeah. I don't know. Mike's the one that's stuck. Yeah. Ghost Bloodsters. Chapter 17. <laughs> it's it's just all the stuff we were just talking about that, that Dave was complaining about. This level of energy release could happen only if some of the investiture or the matter itself was transformed into energy. And then continuing, but here's the key. Investiture, matter, and energy are all the same fundamentally. Energy can become investiture. This is the soul of Furukumi. Investiture can become matter. That is where harmonium comes from. And matter can become energy, which is explosions. Einsteinium. Food, any sort of combustible Wait, is material. I, is Albert Einstein a shard bearer? Is that why there's Einsteinium? <laughs> there is Einsteinium. <laughs> nice. Waxiliumium. This is my favorite god metal. Future god metal. That's all I had. So you had bullet point. I had three bullet points, because they're actually three separate areas, but they're all about the same thing. What if Sazed's tired of being Harmony and he wants to split again? He could become Preservation and Wax could become Ruin. Uh, so the problem is it's very hard to split the shard. I mean, I th- I think you essentially yeah, need to, another shard. Tell that to Hoyd, Hoyd's friends. Uh, well, we, no, okay, yeah, that's my point. They had special circumstances. No, they need which, a Dawn shard. They don't need which, a shard. They, er, which Craig, a cor- Dave, we, we spent a whole trilogy establishing that, that having a Preservation and a Ruin at the same time, bad idea. <laughs> okay, um, but according to the set, it's coming back, baby. Yeah, so like you said, from what we learned from Dawn Shard, Dawn Shards were used to split Adenalsium in the first place. So you, you would need have, something like that. You can't have 15 shards. It's not a prime number. Or a perfect square. Well, too late. Or a power of two. And as I keep saying, a Dawn Shard was used to kill a shard bearer. So, you know. Hmm. I guess every other power of two is a perfect square. Yeah, Dawnshard, the Lopin, learned how to have a, a sword by making fun of his cousin. Or his cousin got made fun of and forgot to be unsworded. Yep, that's right. What was his cousin's name? I was trying to think of that this week. I mean, Dave, that's a really open question that could include every character. That <laughs> hey, what was his? What was his cousin, the Wind Runner that went on the Dawn Shard mission with him? Called Huyo. Huyo. Huyo was the name of his friend. Nope, that was Nako. That was Nacho. Yeah. Actually, oh, okay. it, his his friend has another name, but he calls him Nako. Yeah, it was Huyo. Okay. But yeah, Huyo's yeah. the guy. You know he, why he was I a cardiologist back in back in her dad's, but here in here in here in Alice Car, he's uh, he's just a cameraman. I was um, I was listening to someone speak, and this woman was from Hey Dave, Arden audio medium, Mania. hand in front of your mouth between you and the microphone, not great. Yeah, uh, this there was a, I was listening to a lady from Armenia talk, uh, and she was kind of like telling her story, and it was really sad. But I'm not going to that. Anyway, it made me think of Huya, because he was, like, you know, the language barrier, but he was actually, like, super smart. So just remember that people are smart. Remember that time when Rock was going to, like, hurt him because he was going to screw up the drink, but then he actually made the drinks way better? Yeah. Master mixologist Huya. was going to throw him off a cliff, because that's what you do when people screw up your drinks. And if it's Kaladin, it's a short cliff. 
Yeah, and if you're not sure which cliff to throw them off of, then look at the cliff notes. Exactly. Uh, do we have anything that requires us to not have Dave? I, I do not. I think we actually went into it in the thing. You know, we're going to get this a lot, and I like it. Dave gets to be included in our theory crafting. Yeah. Neat. But I don't know that we've had much in the way of good Dave theories lately. I just gave you one this week, this morning. He did, he did just give Steris, us one. Steris is an aluminum that. We get back to Mistborn, and that's when the Dave theories start rolling. All right. Well, then, is that an episode? Yeah. All right. At well, least then. one. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, Internet. Bye. Dave's gone. Play the thing. And stop. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.